0: The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. You're kind
1: of like a female Austin Powers, you know, woman of mystery, (laughs) international woman of mystery. So tell us about that. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I'm your other host, Sarah. M-O-M. <laughs> M-O-M, that's important. We're bright and chipper this morning. <laughs> yes, we it's are. it's 8 a.m. and we're ready to roll. Have you had your caffeine? You sound like you are buzzed on caffeine.
0: Surprisingly not. I not mostly just have water in the morning. Oh, that's good. Yep. We're just going to hit the ground running. We don't have a new review this week, sadly. So if you're listening, you need to write us a review. We love reviews. We can read one. And we will take the negative feedback. Just know that you're going to open
1: yourself to my rebuttal, but that's okay. But mostly we prefer five-star reviews. Yes, we prefer
0: five-star reviews. That's great. (laughs) we love it. So how about this? If you are currently wearing a white shirt, you have to leave a review. <laughs> you are legally obligated to leave a review right now. So if you're listening on the Apple podcast app, just scroll down uh, to, on our library page and you'll just find a little spot where you can rate us five stars and leave us a little comment. Let's talk about our guest. Okay, our, we have a great guest today. Well, okay, so
1: first of all, our guest, we have a couple of things that are in common. Um, one is we are both... Minnesota Vikings fans. Ooh. Yes. And um, then we both love aesthetics. Of course. Yes. And thirdly, she shared something with me the other day. That I did not know, and so maybe she'll share that with us on the podcast. But go ahead and read her bio. It's <laughs> a little secret, okay? Yeah, it is
0: secret. Okay, our guest today is Mary Beth Hagen. She has worked in the aesthetic field for more than fifteen years. She first started with Medicis which is now Galderma, and then she's also worked with Allergan, holding roles in sales, sales management, product management, and national accounts. She has a wealth of experience and perspective in help guiding physicians and aesthetic injectors in business and in compensation plan development, staff training, outcome, all of that behind the scenes business stuff. In 2017, she founded Titan Aesthetic, which is so exciting. We're going to talk about that today. And she specializes in providing support for non-physician injectors in the U.S. in terms of screening, training, and replacement in reputable aesthetic practices. So she's basically like an injector matchmaker.
1: Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. Matchmaker, matchmaker, look through your book and make me a
0: perfect match. (laughs) Yes, make us a match. So we're going to have a lot to talk about with her today. So Mary Beth, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you so much. Great to be here and I appreciate it, Anne and Sarah.
0: Oh, we
1: love it. We love having you on. Our pre-interview was... I found out so much information. It was so fun. Um, (laughs) so, okay, we'll get into our little secret later. First of all, it's early in the morning before you came on the podcast in in a normal day, what is kind of your first thing that you do in the morning? And I ask you this because very successful people usually have some kind of morning routine, and you are a very successful person. You are an amazing superstar in this aesthetic space.
2: So, okay, what's your secret? Okay, now I'm blushing, and my morning routine is not going to sound like it's anything exciting. Oh, I spent good. about oh, good 20 that years I may on the have road. Home. Yeah, I, I spent 20 years on the road flying and traveling all over the United States and traveling about 250,000 miles a year. So, when I started Titan, I bought a puppy, and recently we just acquired a second. I have two mini long-haired dachshunds who are absolutely the most fun thing to play oh. with. And I start my morning cuddling with them. They're so, so cute.
1: Oh, morning cuddles with puppies. That's the best. Okay. That's why you're so
0: successful. That's up there with morning cuddles with like babies. Oh yeah. Puppies and babies. They the best.
2: love you. And so you start the day with complete positive affirmation.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. Oh, just, and they're too adorable. And I didn't realize that yours were dachshunds because we have a half dachshund, half Yorkie, which the, white minivan in the walmart parking lot where i got our mutt tried to tell me she was a designer dog and it was called a dorky
0: <laughs> so she totally is designer they designed her they designed her they put a darby, dachshund and a yorkie together darby the
1: dorky but anyway let's get into actually what titan is um so how did you birth this titan baby marybeth <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was kind of, I didn't realize what a big baby it was going to become. (laughs) So thanks, Ian. I loved my career at Allergan and um, after starting the national account team and spending so much time on the road, I got to the point where I realized I really was not a good competitive salesperson and that I was probably better off trying to help people who are in the aesthetic world. Be happy. Um, And when I looked around and realized that while there were so many support organizations for physicians, there really was not a really good support organization for the non-physician aesthetic injectors in the United States. So, the first, I guess, little seed of an idea for Titan was looking at how do we grow the market and meet the patient demand? And that was: you don't bring more products, you don't bring more companies have to have more injectors come into the market, and they have to be people who have the right aesthetic competencies to do the job well. Um, So we started TITAN Aesthetic Recruiting, thinking about um, really being a support organization for non-physician injectors, and TITAN stands for Top Injectors Treating in Aesthetics Now.
1: Oh, wow. Wow, I love that. (laughs) I never realized that. That is truly amazing. I love that. (laughs) So it's an acronym. How cool. Well, so along with that, I find this very interesting. So let's go to your little secret that we share. Um, yeah. This is so cool because it's very relevant to listeners. The consumer is wondering, okay, so how, okay, that's great. This lady can help you know, injectors become better injectors and help bring injectors to the marketplace, but how does that help me as a consumer? Well, one of the areas that you're very well versed in is you're kind of like a female Austin Powers, you know, woman of mystery, international woman of mystery. So tell us about that.
2: Oh, thanks, Anne. I I never think of myself being in that type of a uh, mysterious role, but I had the real honor to be the Botox Cosmetic Professional Marketing Manager and really supported the professional team. So anybody who had a Botox Cosmetic providing office in the United States, I helped provide all the resources for and training for consumers and for injectors um, for about three and a half years. And one of the things that I had great passion for during that time was helping protect patient safety. We have a real issue in the world where people who are a little nefarious will try to bring um, imported products from around the world into the United States and try to – or counterfeit product um, all under the guise of – Thinking that Oh, we can reduce costs for you. It shouldn't be this expensive. But what we would find in many cases is that these were illegal organizations, Russian mafia. Um, we had a horrible ring over in Spain that was stealing product and then reselling it. So I actually got to work with our legal team with the Office of Criminal Investigations and the FDA to do a lot of work to help reduce the amount of illegally imported product into the United States. And not just Botox, but all of the injectables that are used by cosmetic practices around the country.
0: Wow. (laughs) Crime
1: buster. Crime buster. It
2: was was a very rewarding role, and it's one of those things that I really take very seriously with Titan now. I believe that injectors really have to have their primary focus be to provide safe and efficacious outcomes for patients so that when patients walk out the door, they don't feel like, ooh, was that safe, was it good? They walk out the door and know, my injector was incredibly educated. They worried about my safety and making sure that the outcome was going to be what I wanted and what I expected. So that's a lot of what I've taken into my role with Titan and uh, kind of helping to support the non-physician injector market by providing information and training for great safe outcomes. Yeah. And. Uh, appreciate you giving us the opportunity
1: to chat about it yeah absolutely awesome love that and you know i i don't think that so let me just define real quick for our audience in case they're not sure a non-physician she's talking about nurses nurse practitioners pas um, we Look, are not. That's
2: pretty much it. Yes, yeah. that's
1: it. We're not talking about anything outside of that. Well, um, and
2: Ann, why I focus on that is because those are the three non-physician groups that have a license that allows them to do right. transdermal injections.
1: Right, and you know my passion about that and my involvement with that. So yeah. um, yes, it's very important. And,
0: um, and you two together you could take down the mafia <laughs> well but well, you know i i don't know if i want to go that far that's kind of scary but i did
1: honestly i didn't realize that there were um organized groups like that involved with this, But I should have known because it's a very lucrative business. Mm-hmm. And so, Mary Beth, I think you know my story. And I think I've told it on the podcast before. But long story short, is one of the places I worked at. They got a phone call that said, oh, it's Allergan and we're doing this beta testing. And it's we're going to do kind of a membership program for you to purchase. And you'll get it at a better price. And the owner of the med spa was like, oh, okay, that's great. And when the product came in, I noticed that the packaging wasn't exactly... The same. It there was just something a little bit off. It didn't have anything about USA on it, or or anything like that. And you I had a little bear. Yeah, and I, I had. It was very good, though. I mean, it was very close. I I honestly to this day can't remember exactly what gave me a heads up, but there just seemed to be something off about it. And I had just come from Ispan, my very first year. It was twenty twelve. We had had our our Ispan conference in New Orleans that year, and I had just learned about if you are an injector and you inject your your nurse injector and you inject non FDA approved product so it can even be from Allergan where's their headquarters in Ireland Marybeth
2: all the Allergan Botox is made in Westport, Ireland. Okay, but it is packaged for utilization in different countries around the world with different regulations and different yeah. labeling.
1: And so, this had actually come from Ireland. It was real Botox, and and I believed that, but it was not U.S. FDA approved. And thank God, I did not even open. I refused to inject it. Of course, the med spa owner got really, really upset with me. I thought she was going to fire me, but she didn't. I was with her another two years. But um, it was a good thing that I didn't because three or four months later, there was a warehouse in California that got busted. and. Literally the FDA men in black. They literally were wearing suits with dark sunglasses (laughs) and came into the med spa and did you um, send those people, Mary Beth? Were those like your squad? You
2: know, a lot of people think Allergan sent them. Allergan did not send them, I promise. No, no, no.
1: The FDA did. The FDA did. And um anyway, we she was able to show that she had a receipt where she had sent it back. Mm-hmm. even though she couldn't put it on ice or whatever. So somehow they tracked
0: your med spa down and was like, you guys Well, through guys the records got... of the
1: warehouse. The warehouse got busted and they confiscated everything. And then they followed the paper trail to yep. everyone that they shipped it to. Yep. And if I had opened it and not sent it back, not even injected it, I would not have been able to prove that I didn't inject it. But because we were able to send it back, I was able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt I did not inject it. Therefore, I didn't lose my license. Otherwise, I would probably be doing a, something very different today wow yeah so even
0: though you didn't know it wasn't your fault
1: yeah and so now I I do work with um, there is a group under homeland security and they have and they work together with a group out of the FDA so and you're tight with them and, and those well, are your peeps I wouldn't say I'm tight but I do speak with them and when I see funky things going on I don't have a problem reporting it because it is all about patient safety and I don't I, I don't think that the that the um, consumer market really understands the significance of these safety issues, but anyway, so beyond that, that that makes Mary Beth a great person to talk about these things. It's why she has founded Titan. That's why she's created this organization so that she can find non-physician injectors, and you have training. Um, you're going to have a membership. There's a lot of things that are going on. So let's just discuss with. Because of your experience, if if you're talking directly to a consumer, like right now, what mm-hmm. would be your top three pieces of advice when you're talking to a consumer, how they can find a legitimate, good injector? And they don't necessarily have to be somebody, you know, from Titan, but just what would kind of be your basic three?
2: Correct. What we want people to really think about when they're choosing an injector is, is that someone who has the experience, the knowledge, and have they kept their training updated so that they can not only provide the outcomes that you're looking for as a patient, but that they can do it safely? So number one, what's your training? What's your experience? What's your ongoing training that you go through? And you can ask this of anybody. This is not, you know, just to a non-physician injector, but it's to any injector and mm-hmm. anybody you're looking at at providing services in the mm-hmm. aesthetic arena. Number two, You wanna ask, hey, when something goes wrong, tell me about what your process is. Because something will go wrong for an injector at some point in their career. Mm -hmm. And the absolute best physicians and non-physician injectors will tell you, it's terribly scary and it's horrible for a patient when the outcome is not what they expected. But you wanna be someplace where if the unexpected happens, they know how to treat you, they know how to help resolve the situation,
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely of the utmost importance. And I would like to add to that, if I may, just piggyback off Mm -hmm. of you, which I will probably do on each point you have, (laughs) (laughs) because I have my opinion. But if a provider becomes offended or uh, a little bit defensive, I think that's kind of a red flag, in my opinion, that they may not necessarily either have the skills or the confidence that they have the skills um, but you To know, me, it just
0: points out that they've never had an adverse effect, so they have no idea what's going to happen. And that, that could be. and that, it, so That's they, just like a, a naive defense of like, well, that's never happened to me. That's not going to happen to me. And that's not someone you well, want to be with. I
2: think the important thing to note is that most of the aesthetic injectable products are incredibly safe. And, right. you know, you look at... Some of the labels and they will say, you know, things that have happened have never happened with topical use, which is like the cosmetic use of these products. Mm -hmm. So I want patients to really understand that the products are incredibly safe. Oh, yeah. But if they are not injected correctly with an appropriately trained injector, you know, no matter who it is then that's when things can happen. So you just want to make sure they have that training and that when things do happen, if they happen, that they have a good protocol in place for how to handle adverse events.
1: Right, exactly, because adverse events are going to happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do do not want to be that one in thousands that it happens to, and that injector definitely doesn't want to be the one Mm -hmm. that has a patient it happens to. But they do happen, (laughs) and that's why we know how to handle them because obviously they... Were aware of them. What has happened in the past, um,
2: yeah. and that's why everybody signs consent.
1: Right, which is is also another one of my points, and this was a huge takeaway from one of these fabulous webinars for free that you've been offering through Titan. We had um, basically a a patient education. You know, we needed to really pay attention to how we're educating our patients and talking about informed consents, and a lot of people, I have done this for years in my practice. A lot of people, they'll just get the informed consent, whether they've had Botox before a hundred times or whether, whether they've never had it, they just go to the bottom and sign it, and I say, nope, nope, nope. I I think that's great that you trust me and that you trust the informed consent, but I really want you to take a good look at it and we're going to talk about it section by section. So then I I just go over with them and I just paraphrase what that paragraph says after they themselves have read it. I, I am one of those people I make my patients read their informed consents. Drives me crazy when they just go to the bottom line and sign it.
2: You're thinking about those three things that I would suggest for a patient. Ask, number one, ask about their training. Number two, ask what their protocol is, if there is something that goes wrong. And keep in mind, just because you don't like the outcome that doesn't mean that something went wrong. That means you probably yeah. have to have a conversation with the injector about what your expectations are. Right. So that's number three. Make sure that whoever is going to inject you is someone that you really feel comfortable having a conversation with about your expectations. Right. It shouldn't be someone who just says, yes, I'm going to do this to you because this is what I do for everybody or I know best what your face should look like. You have an expectation of what you want to achieve when you go to an aesthetic practice. So make sure that you're going to an injector that really will have that conversation with you about your expectations, about what they can or can't do. Right. I mean, if you have tiny little paper-thin lips, your lips are never going to look like Kylie Jenner's. <laughs> right. and the great injector is going to tell you, you know what, here's your expectation, here's what I cannot do to meet your expectation, but here's what we can do instead. Right. So number one, make sure they're well-trained and that they have ongoing aesthetic training. Number two, make sure that they have a protocol in place. To make sure if something goes wrong, that they have a great way to handle it. And then three, make sure you can have a conversation to really discuss expectations.
1: Right. And I, those are all really great ways to weed out and find the provider that's right for you. Oh. So I'm very big on being very honest with my patients. In other words, I, I always tell them the classic phrase. What's my phrase? You know what you don't know. That's right. It just drives me crazy when there's injectors out there that are cavalier and they just think that they know everything. I think that's reckless. I think you need to be aware of what you don't know. Now, there's a difference in being confident in 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 your abilities, and then being able to admit what you don't know. And when I say not only as an injector and what's within my license, I know what I don't know, but that goes into I'm also an injector. I'm a nurse. I'm not a physician. So I'm not going to try to treat you or pretend that I'm a phys- physician. So I'm very honest with people. If I don't think threads or fillers or Botox or whatever is going to be able to, to get you your outcome that you're looking for, there comes a point where people just have to have surgery. Yes. If, if they want a certain a certain outcome they're going to have to have a facelift. Yeah. And I don't try to just keep trying to lift them and and then in order to lift everything I can, they look like maleficent, you know, uh, in order to have the cheeks
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's a point where it's better for them to just go have that procedure done. That's right. So, well, is
1: there anything else you'd like to add, Mary Beth? I think this has been fantastic.
2: No, thank you, Anne and Sarah, for having me on. It's great to talk about the aesthetic injectable field and aesthetics in general. And this is an area that's going to be continuing to grow because we live longer. We take care of the inside of our bodies. And a lot of times people just want to have the outside match the inside. Yeah. And so to have a non-physician or a physician aesthetic injector who can help them meet expectations for what they would like to have their face or the rest of their body look like, It's a great opportunity to be able to just increase education among consumers and be able to really just understand that these are medical aesthetic procedures. They are not pedicures and manicures. They are not massages. (laughs) And uh, we really need to make sure that when you're choosing someone for aesthetic provider, you look for their training and you make sure you get a really safe and an outcome that you've talked about together.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do in the industry. You truly are a leader in the industry. I know a lot of injectors, you look up to you. You just have an an
0: enormous amount of knowledge and we really appreciate you and everything that you've done. Mary Beth, thank you for everything that you've been doing the past couple of weeks in this lockdown, just to keep people busy and up on their training. So if you're an injector listening and you want to find out more, where can they find you?
2: Oh, thanks, Sarah. Um, You can go to TitanAesthetic.com and starting next week, we will have registrations for some great aesthetic injector training webinars. Sorry to all of you consumers out there. These are for injectors to help keep their skills up. Um, Or you can always go to the Titan Aesthetic Recruiting Facebook page and we'll have all the information on that as well.
1: Awesome. awesome. I also want it. to throw out, she's going to be starting a... Program where we can have a membership and we'll have all of these fabulous webinars and education ongoing throughout the year and a lot more benefits. So I do shout out to all my injectors. Check it out. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. You've been fantastic. And if they want to, if the consumer wants to get in touch with us or have feedback on the
0: podcast, how can they get in touch with us, Sarah? Leave a five-star review. Scroll down on the Apple Podcast app, hit that five stars, and let us know your thoughts on anything that we talked about today. Or you can always, uh, for more per- Personal touch, you can email us at aestheticanrn@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Make sure that you follow our social media Instagram and Facebook, AestheticAnRn. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope that you're keeping yourself busy. Hope that this brightened up your quarantine day a little bit. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.